This is Clayton Howe's Entertainment X. Hope you're enjoying this re-air with Gabriela Garcia. This fantastic part two continues the conversation of vibrancy and life and gratitude, and I just love it. So I hope you enjoy part two with Gabriela Garcia. Yeah, there's a good line in um, Gypsy when she's talking to her dad, the mom's talking to her, her dad, and she's like, if I die, it won't be from sitting down. It'll be from trying to fight up, get up and get out. Exactly. And I love, and then the song that follows, yeah. the some people can get a thrill, yeah. knitting sweaters and sitting still. That, that's what I think. That I'm like, song. I want to be tired, you know, if there's a heaven, and I hope there is. Like, S- when I same. get there, I want to be just so tired that I'm like, okay, peeps, let me rest a bit because, oof, what a ride. What a ride. Oh. Exactly. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Oh, I'm just enjoying that thought. Um, yeah. So, moving here to America, then officially getting on Broadway, doing that—it's a small community. Yes. Particularly out of all fields in the world to be working in, this is a very small community, and relationships are important. Yeah. And I'm kind of curious what your take is, your view, how you feel about relationships and how they have maybe affected you, helped you in your favor not helped in your favor is anything come to mind on that that you want to share well i i think um yes relationships are so important and again people people will listen not children but everybody um your actions yeah oh of course i hope so because it gets awful tense around (laughs) in this world (laughs) sometimes um but yeah i think again we are we represent ourselves so we need to be the best we can be Whoever you work with, like you said, the community is so small. Someone will have worked with somebody else. And it's what you bring to the table, where you are at that moment, how well you can do your job. Are you a reliable person? Can you communicate and connect and collaborate with others? That is a big thing. Um, I think my dance captain career has shown me so much. Like I, I started my first musical theater job ever in Germany in a West Side Story production when I didn't even know what a dance captain was. But I, kn- I was responsible already because I had been teaching since I was a very young, uh, a young age, you know, 14, already being responsible by having students in a class. And so you have, I had that already. And then just transferring that to I am in charge and responsible for this show to look good, just like the choreographer left it, and to be able to talk to people if there's a problem. So I, I, I was a people's person. Mm. When I transferred, and, uh, and I, I was dance captain for Joseph as well, so an, a larger company, yeah. and there was a lot there that was a lot of problems and, and quarrels that happened. But it's like, no, just stay calm and, and always not being afraid to say what you think, of course, with discretion and to the right people. Um, but if there's a problem, it's like I can't just turn the other way. It's like this is what I think is happening and this is what I feel needs to be done. And they know then that you have a voice, that you're standing up for your your uh, ensemble. Um, and I knew that was preparing me for something bigger, but I didn't know at the time until I came to New York and after four months of, you know, going to cattle calls and trying to figure out my way around here, um, uh, Chicago auditioned and I went in and Anne Reinking was there and because she staged our Vienna production, I knew her from there and um, she's like, oh, you're working for us. I'm like, no. She's like, oh, she's good. Next day, hey, we'd like to offer you swing dance captain for the Vegas company. And that's how my Chicago career began. Again, in Vienna, you know, it's like, being reliable, good understudy, good at what she does, no, pr- not a problematic person. The team gets that thread, you know, even all the way here. So um, I was appointed dance captain swing for Vegas. There, that at that point, they were putting a lot of celebrities in. So you know, you need to know how to address celebrities. Yeah. Um, they all come with their own thing. <laughs> as we Very all do. Well put. Yes, as <laughs> yeah, we, all do. Do. we all but do. But you always need to be the person, you know, that pillar. And, and you're always going to be hit with things from everywhere. And you have to open your mind and just really see what the, what the problem is and how to solve it. And uh, I know that, you know, I, I learned and I learned with mistakes as well. You know, when people ask a question and you just give an answer without really knowing, just so that they won't know that you don't know. And it's like, no, a good dance captain or a good person in a leadership position will find a solution however they need to find it. 
So it's like, you know what? Don't know the answer to that. Let me get back to you. Go figure it out. And then you, and then. This is a really good point. Yeah. Admitting you don't know the answer. Absolutely. That's a really strong point because people in a position of leadership or power or whatever you want to call it, when they're supposed to have all the answers, mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, will pretend or like, yeah. you know, you fake and, it. And, like, and no, I don't shouldn't. think, I don't think anyone is supposed to have all the answers, you know? Mm, of no. course you, you are so, you, if you are in a specific field, you know as much as you can about that field. But yeah, if there's something where you don't know, it's like, no, I don't want to tell you a lie or just throw something that I'm not sure of. It's mm. like, no, it won't take long, but let me go figure it out and I'll get back to you. Exactly. But do get back to them. <laughs> yeah, don't leave it alone. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> so I think all those things, you know, you're making connections. People are seeing your work. When when I got to Vegas, I, I was the, the new kid on the block. I had didn't have any baggage here or anything that I needed to prove. I came in, saw the show. So what I needed to do, called in a cleanup rehearsal. In 30 minutes, I went bim, boom, bam, bam, adjusted things. And people go, oh, okay. She can do, you know, she, she can do this. Mm. And um, like respect. Yeah, yeah, respect for what you can do, how you talk to people. In the industry, even as dance captain when uh, uh, in, in shows, I would talk to other dance captains when we were hire about to hire someone that had been in another show with them. It's like, hey, what do you think about so-and-so? Mm -hmm. And it would be like, oh, my God, so happy they're going to be in your show. They're great. Or, oof, I would not, problem, attitude. Or always injured. Or people talk. So no matter what you do, no matter what project, how small it is, be always the best that you can be. Um, be, you know, I'm not saying you have to like everybody, but just know how to treat others. Respect. Respect. Just yeah. respect. Really know what you're getting into. Brenda Braxton wrote a fabulous book called The Little Black Book of Backstage Etiquette. For the newcomers that are not quite, you know, versed in the uh, in the tradition of, of being in a musical theater and connecting and being amongst, you know, ensemble people. Um, every theater that I've worked in, you know, as dance captain, you're usually the one that takes the ghost light off the stage because you're <laughs> the first one there <laughs> to rehearse, right? Yeah. And I knew every usher's name, the people that took the garbage out. Um, one of the ladies that used to clean the theater, her daughter came to one of the Revolución Latina um, children's uh, camp, you know, right. it's like you built, you know, you're there, they're, they're all, we're all working. I know that sometimes people can be in a theater for three years and not even know what that person does sitting at the desk. You know, it's like we are working together. Be aware, be conscious, be connected. You never know what that person is going to do or will bring to your life if mm -hmm. you don't, you know, open that door. Um, so, yes, people talk. And if, you know, it gives you, Brenda talks about longevity. If you want longevity in the business, then, you know, be the best representative of yourself that you can be. Yeah. Because sometimes it's like, well, they're not as strong as we want them to be, but they're reliable. They have bring great energy to the production, so we want them in. And that's more important usually yes. than the talent. I mean, talent's very important. You need to know your stuff. But that likability factor yeah. really brings you to that next level i was watching i saw for the first time last november barack obama speak in person <gasps> and it he has such a high likability factor he's charismatic but he's also normal yeah someone was heckling him in this like benefit like it was a private event and someone was still heckling the guest speaker and he had a full conversation he's like what happened today what's what's going on in your life and like turns it around yeah I was like, oh, my goodness, this man. But you're bringing up, I mean, these are the these are the points you're bringing up of knowing the usher's name. Knowing, like, you're not better. You're humble. We're all the same. We're exactly. All was that from your parents? Did they um, always tell you, like, Yes. Hey. I. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I owe a lot of that is from my mother. Like, my mom is my pillar. Again, tears. Um, mm. <laughs> she <laughs> is my pillar. But she, I mean, she is such a, 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 a spiritual woman. She will put everybody else before she d puts herself. And, mm -hmm. and I've, I've <laughs> I actually have scolded her on that. I'm like, Mom, you need to take care of you first. Yeah, you're number one. <laughs> you're number one. You're yeah. falling apart and you're still taking sacks of rice to I don't know what neighborhood over there in the underserved community, you know. Wow. Um, but yes, always. Like, you can always talk to her. She will always give you this wonderful life advice. Um, she had a difficult upbringing in the fact that she had 
five brothers and none survived, all in different ages, different accidents, one at 22, one at 28, her sister at 13, her dad at 50. So there was a lot of loss. But all I ever encountered in my life was just love. Love, love, love. You know, the kind that sometimes you they hug you so bad you just want to get away. Yeah. But now you're like sometimes like, I need mom. <laughs> I need that hug. So, yes, she has ins- instilled in me and my, and my brother that always helping, always giving. When we moved to the States, she said, go around. Here's the invitations. Go around uh, cr- uh, in the block. Knock on the door. Say, my name is Gabriella and this is Ricky. And we would like to invite you to a cocktail party. And the block said they hadn't talked to each other in years. And it wasn't until we came and brought them all back to connect that they started to see each other again. You know, it's like those little things that just come from just service, you know, being able to be there for others. And and she definitely passed that on. And a love for life. Exactly. And my dad, too, like up to this day, and he's 84 right now. There's not, I call him, Dad, how you doing? At Todo that, he'll say, like, just awesome. <laughs> no matter, you know, he's, he's hard of hearing. He, he sees only out of one eye. He's got a pacemaker. He's, But every day, he's like, I'm awesome. He's like, I'm here. Everyone's good. And life's awesome. And I'm view. like, thank you for that. Yeah. What a great... Yes. <laughs> what did your parents teach you about... Well, I guess. I mean, shoot, we probably already answered this question about love. We've already talked about it. What they yeah. taught you about love. Um, they taught me that you are a you can address them for anything that they will always be there no matter what difficulties yeah. you go through you can talk to there's always somebody there that has your back which is not everybody's um case case yeah. exactly so i am so grateful for that um so that i mean with my brother with myself the family always came first one of the beautiful things is, uh, you know, again, in the, the culture in Mexico, the afternoon meal is the strongest one. Mm. So we always sat down together for dinner. Well, our lunch, you know, yeah. which is around between 2 and 4 p.m. Um, we came from school. Dad came. Mom and dad came from work. We would sit down. We would talk about our day, go have a nap, and then go back and do our rest of our activities. Mom yeah. and dad back to work. Me to ballet. My brother to judo or wherever. Yeah. Um, but that connection, when we moved to L.A., I never saw my dad again hmm. because sometimes he had to fly for work and then we would be already in school. He'd come back. We would already be asleep or, you know, he I- the working hours were so different and so much of the quality of life was better um, in Mexico just because of how the structure is, because it is focused on, on family. This is a really great point you're bringing up, and I realized this as I traveled. It's just rules that mm-hmm. people have made up, social rules that people have made up. Like in America, there's no reason why we don't spend more time with our family other than it just doesn't happen. Well, why doesn't it happen? I don't know. It just doesn't happen, Right. which is BS. <laughs> and that's what's so incredible to even hear your story now because it like makes me like, I want to go call my parents after this, yeah. you know? And, and I was on the phone with them today, and I'm going to see them in two days. But this after, yeah, and same for me. After traveling, I just want to be around them. Yeah. And I used to want to get away. I mean, it's like in TV and social media and what have you. It's like, oh, the parents don't understand. That's a little bit older now. But like we want to get away from them. We want to grow up and be on our own. But it's like this, this culture of coming together in the afternoon, you know, for dinner. I just, I love that. And you know, while you, while you mentioned I want to get away and this. Yeah. I mean, we come from two different uh, um, generations and. There's a lot of stuff that I, I don't agree with my parents' way of thinking. But at this point, it's like, am I going to change their mind? No. So let's just talk about the things that we have in common and just really embrace that time of being together. And, um, and yes, I will tell you my point of view. And you don't need to agree. Mm-hmm. But I'm just telling you what I think. Yeah. As opposed to always trying to, well, if you don't look, see my point. That's no, you don't have to. But just I respect your point of view and you respect my point of view. And then let's just continue to share this. I also think if you want to do something or see someone, you have to make time for them. 
or for that. It's not like, oh, let me see when I have, no, do you really want, even, even here, you know, there's people, we live in the same city and we don't see each other for two years, right? And then you run into someone in the street, hey, yeah, let's have coffee. It's like, okay, no, pull up your phone. What's your schedule? I do right that now. now. I do because that now. Because then another two years go by. Because busy is a choice. Yes. It's a decision. Yes. No one's busy. It's like, no, make time. Yes. And I also learned with, with work, you know, because there's always going to be something, yeah. scheduling vacations or things that you really want to do. It's like, oh, I can't because this, or what if something comes up? No, something will always come up. And now it's like, you know what? I've already committed to this. Nope. Unless it's something that is so big that I'm like, oh my God, what? I booked a, I don't know, episodic, a recording role somewhere. Mm -hmm. You know, then it's like, all right, let's we'll move things around. We'll, we'll make, make it work. work. <laughs> exactly. But it's like, there's always going to be something coming up. So yeah. I can't, I can't base my decisions on that. It's like, no, what do I want to do? When do I want to do it? And then I, I put it ahead. Then if something comes up, then I can adjust, you know. That and these are another great point you're bringing up is that so many of us just kind of like are almost like floating in the wind. It's like, well, this is what life has for me. Like, I'm busy. I'm too busy. I have work. It's like, well, you have an hour there where you're looking at Instagram. You could call someone. Exactly. Or like you have like these times that you just don't consciously think about. You just kind of let the day happen. You're like, oh, shucks. I should have. I should have. I should have. And you should all over yourself. Yeah. I'm like, I should have called them. But you can just make the time. You can, exactly. Because it's a choice. Yeah. Kindness. Yes. I want to oh. talk about kindness. My gosh. From your parents. Mm-hmm. Um, a particular moment in time. Do you like a lesson learned from that, or what they taught you in in general over the years? I think it's just just growing up with again with m my mother <coughs> and her mother. Um, you know, my 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 grandmother on my mother's side. They had just fields. Um, uh, they would. Uh, work fields and they would often have people visiting and my grandfather would just come and say like, Elena uh, we have 12 people over for lunch <laughs> and she would just cook away oh my god she was the best chef um, anyway always okay receiving giving giving always because you have the blessing that you have enough that you're able to share mm. um, that was just and again it's not everybody's case but my parents were always like that my dad the same he felt so lucky that he was able to be the one in his family who went off to graduate to college that was able to study abroad in in, in Holland and, and, and in the US and he wanted the same for his kids um, so it's always you can be this you can do whatever you want educate yourself read always mm. putting that in our brains but ever since Educate, I remember yeah. educating yourself I remember my mom would always bring me with her to the orphanage, the lo local orphanage always had. Um, but we have the day of the kid, the children's day in Mexico in April, and Dia del Niño it's called, so always bringing gifts to be able to give to the kids from the orphanage. And I always grew up, you know, looking at going to her, with her to these events and helping hand out the gifts, or they had a day where you, they would bring one of the orphanage kids um, to your house for lunch or something, just like having godparents mm -hmm. uh, for each child um, between the people in the community. And so always giving. Even when my grandparents were getting older, she was always there, always encouraged us, go visit them, go visit them, spend time with them, um, see what chores you can do with them. Um, and, and so it was always instilled, instilled in us. And now I think that the older I get, it's all about gratitude and kindness. It's just grateful for every single moment that there is because in the end everything I've created they, they've all been my choices I can't you can't blame anybody they're all it's all what you have chosen to do yeah. and so just being grateful for everything because it's all energy the, what you give will come back so gratefulness and kindness again you don't know who it is that you're lending a helping hand you know you may know. you never know well because you weren't being you weren't being kind in Vienna, so you could be on Broadway. No. You were just being. Yes, and there, that same thing, I think, I feel now I have a responsibility to do the same thing with students that come from abroad. When I was in Europe, the amount of people that just opened their doors to me without really knowing me, but they saw what I did and how my craft was done and the love I had for it and the respect I had towards what I did and towards others that after, you know, people that I knew just from class for a couple of weeks, one lady came with the keys to her house and said, I know you're looking for a place to stay. I'll be at my parents for the next month. Here are the keys. You can stay there as long as you want. I mean, come on, oh my in God. Austria. 
And then someone else saying, I heard you're going to Switzerland. I have a friend who lives in Zurich who's willing to just give you the top. She has a little attic, a little room in the attic. You can stay there. I mean, like that, where you feel, wow, what is it that I am, that they can see in me that they're helping out and and just being so grateful. So Mm -hmm. now being here... Um, when I teach for Joffrey, there's a lot of Latin American students there. When I've taught for Revolución Latina as well. And now I feel whenever I see kids that are studying here, but, you know, their families are away. It's like, if you need anything, my door is always open. If you just need to come and get a hug, yes. If you want to spend the night at my house because you feel lonely, just, you know, come up. Anything, because we're here for each other. Mm. And I was helped so much. It's like, the I, I have to give it back. You're just paying it forward. Yeah. I love that. Okay. What advice would you give to someone who's struggling in the divide between their dreams and reality? Um, balance. <laughs> yeah. It's all about balance. You shouldn't give up your dreams because if you're dreaming it, there's for it's a reason. But you do have to learn how to listen to yourself, yes. right? If you're having a dream, it's for a reason. It's for a reason. It's so not just there. No, to you easier. have to listen to that. Your gut is 99% of the time right. Mm-hmm. We think too much. And yes, it's not wrong to think. But what mm-hmm. is it that you... Some circumstances is very yeah, good. Yeah. yeah, but you have to know that whatever you want is, for again, for the right reasons. That is not because of what society or the climate or the industry is telling you to do, mm-hmm. but because you want to take that leap forward. And that I learned along the way. You know, where I need to, be, I need to be doing this, need to be doing that. It's like, no, do I really need to? Do I w- even want to do that? Or is it just because the industry is telling me if I don't fulfill the steps, then I'm not being successful, yeah. right? Yeah. But don't give up your dream. If you feel so strongly about it, find a way. Mm. It's all about paving the way. What connections can you make? Where can you put place yourself in, in which settings that you can meet people that will f- help further that dream? Yeah. Um, and yes, it all takes hard work. And, and you know, you can't sit back, especially in this city, because there's so many people that are always giving you their best that, yeah. if, again, if you're not prepared, the job's not going to go to you. Yeah. But believe in what you want and know why you want it. And then find the blocks that will get you there. Yeah, because when you look for it, you find it. Yeah. You will find it. Yeah. How have you dealt with rejection? Um, in various ways. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, we could tie it into this s- in search of dreams. Yeah. Because there was a bit of rejection, you know, with the auditioning and you're like, no, I'm staying. Right. So maybe not even that story, but like how else have you? Um, but there is, I mean, especially here, um, when I came to New York, you know, going to an audition and not being fully prepared, um, commercials. It's like, oh, not booking, not booking, not booking. What is it? And then you learn it's all part of the, it's not on you. It's mm-hmm. only on me if I'm not prepared enough and I don't do my best. If I come out of an audition or, or a, a talk or whatever it is, feeling good about what yeah. I did and knowing that I fulfilled my end of the bargain, it's not up to me. And in this industry, it's like, yeah, it's, it's especially commercial and TV and all that. You've got to be it. If you're not what they're looking for, you know, there's only one role among so many people. Um, In other things, it's like, no, if you know exactly what your craft is and what your strengths are and you go and deliver really well, it it might change their minds. They might go, oh, we had never thought of this role being played this way. And also versatility. That's what's helped me most. Focus on, I, f- I tell my, my students in this city, yeah. you got to tap into every aspect of the industry. I am a model for print. I do voiceover work. I do audiobooks. I teach. I give my time to Revolución Latina, and that has opened up a whole other spectrum of connections for me. But because when one thing is not strong, then you can bring the other one up. I've been on the other side of the table for a long time, more in the associate choreographer, associate movement director. And now I'm going to the other side again where I I decided, no, I'm getting myself back into acting classes because this is what I want to do. I'm going to say no to dance stuff because that's not where I want to go anymore. And then, boom, I'm going to be doing halftime soon, um, the the show, as an understudy for three of the leading ladies. And I'm like, great, I finally came to that that other side which is not being 
not a dancer anymore who can move because that just hurts. And at this point, <laughs> <Let's> <laughs> why do I want to? Let's be honest. <laughs> but now going to the other side where I'm like, yeah. no, I have m- much more to offer. Mm. I am an actor who can sing and move really well. And now I finally set myself up for that. But because I decided to, I'm like, nope, I have to say no to some things and just focus on this, get my craft back, know what I'm doing. Yeah. And yeah, and that made me give a really good audition. Versatility. Yeah. You're absolutely right. You can't just stick with one. Mm-mm. And I've had that conversation with a bunch of people here in the city because they just you stay at like Ripley all day. Exactly. Waiting. No. Waiting. And it's like you don't can, wait. Don't Start creating. Yeah. Go make your own opportunity because yep. that'll that'll just come. Absolutely. You won't be waiting. People just start calling you and be like, yep. hey, we need, you know, someone so and so said you're great. And like you said, relationships, the same thing. I've gotten so many yeah. job offers and projects because I got your name from blah, 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 blah. Who suggested you? It's like wonderful. Yeah, that's incredible. What advice would you give a smart, driven college student, recently graduate? Um, see as much as you can see so that you really know what's out there. Plays, theater, musicals. If you're a dancer, I hope you danced everything, taking from salsa classes to ballroom to hip-hop to everything because that will make you more marketable. Mm. Um, and really know the craft one thing that I feel we're not taught when we're in college in this business is all the business side of it. We are our business. So it's, you know, we, we, we market ourselves. We need to administer ourselves. We need to administer our financials. It's all on us. So be smart about that because sometimes there's ups and there's really lows and then there's really highs and you have to know how to save up for those things. Know what your sources are. Do your research. Um, if you want a specific thing, know who casts it. See what programs they have. Go and take a class with them so that you can start doing that. Again, you have to be really prepared because th- what Im- whatever impression you do in that class is what they're going to take you know, with them. So no, make sure you are really prepared to deliver to a good product, to yeah. take that class. So they go, wow, I want to take this photo and this resume because I want to see if I can get this person something or something will come across my board. Um, yeah, go, if you're a dancer, go take class from the, those, the choreographers that, uh, that teach sometimes at BDC or all around, you know, what are they doing now? Is that show right for me? You know, take as many styles as you as you need to. And again, if you're an actor, take some movement classes. If you're just a singer, take some movement in this. If you're a dancer, please take some acting classes and some voice lessons. <laughs> again, so that you're able to fit in uh, in different. You can you can be placed in more in more. You can have more opportunities. Yeah, and be proactive. Yes. It's really being proactive. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Is there a standout piece of advice that stuck with you through the years that maybe you got uh, in your youth and or a big realization that you've had? Um, yes. And that was a, f- a friend of mine. This is probably like almost 20 years ago, I think. Um, gave me, I connected with this girl um, f- in an acting class. We became very good friends and she gave me this ring and the ring said, live the, live the life you have imagined. And that just stuck with me. It's like, huh, live the life you have imagined. Because I'm like, yes, I'm here. I'm doing this show. It's amazing. Where do I want to go from here? Mm. I haven't had a vacation in two years. I <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, what yeah. is it that I really want to do? And you mentioned flow um, a little bit back. And I remember when I was in Europe, I think there was, besides that I was working well and well-trained, there was some really good flow and I was just riding that wave. Just wherever it took me, it was a good place to be. And then coming back here after uh, a couple of years on, on Broadway, it's like, okay, but where do I want to take myself? Where do I want to go? And so that, live the life you have imagined. It's like, how do I create that life for myself where I can do all of the things that I love to do and yet still survive? and not have to, you know, hustle too much. Um, so I always kept that. So when I left the show, it was that. It was incorporating all those things that I really, like, okay, now you're in charge because you're freelancing now. So it's up to me. I went back to school, got my BA in performing arts after 30 years. Um, I, you know, the voiceover stuff kept going well. I started doing audiobooks, other projects that I never would have gotten to do had I still been in, in that show. Um, just allowing myself the freedom 
to say yes, even if I was afraid. Something would come up, it's like, okay, yes, because there's something that I was going to learn from that experience. Yeah, that's a, that's a common theme among top players in the world, like business, artists, all mm-hmm. of it, all professions are really good at adjusting their sales in a storm, you yeah. know, with the boat, staying on their true north, but always being ready to adjust. And that's pretty much what you just said. Yeah. I love that. I absolutely love that. Um, okay. This might be a good time to talk about permission. Uh-huh. I think we touched on it at the beginning a little bit. I honestly don't remember if we talked about it before I hit record or after <laughs> I hit record. Do you remember? I don't remember. I think it was after. After I, I mean, hit record. No, I think it was before. You it was before. Yeah. Even if it was after, this yeah. is a great thing to touch on again. <laughs> permission. What advice would you give to someone who's struggling per- for permission? And then... I'm almost thinking the person you give that advice to doesn't realize they're struggling for permission. Right. Does that make sense? Did I yeah. articulate that well? No, yes, it, it does make sense. Um, I think this is one of the beautiful things that I learned throughout the process of our, our To Be or Not To Be Shakespearean Experience workshop yeah. um, because we gave the students so many tools and such a structure that they could then just throw it away and be free hmm. and allow themselves to be. Um, I've been learning this as I come back again into the other side on the stage as opposed to on the other side of the table because it's like as a dancer too I feel I want to be in control you know but when you're acting you can only be you know there's only so much you can do because it's all about the reaction from what the other person is how the other person's making you feel wait hold on I just got the the title of that show is to be or not to be, a Shakespearean experience. I just got that. And then to be or not to be. Well, to be, of course. To be or not to be. Yes. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> My mind is blown. I don't, I don't know how I missed that after all of this intense conversation. And it's That's bad. exactly it's what like it is. To it's to be, be or, or not, not to, to be. be. So what do you choose? Make the choice. Make the choice. Give yourself. Exactly. Making the choice. Making the choice. Give yourself <sighs> permission. Allow yourself to play. If you don't play, how will you know how far you can go? Yeah. And then you, you'll know when you need to bring it in. You'll know what parameters you have have within whatever it is that you are doing yeah. but if you don't take off that jacket and just see how it feels then you'll you're never gonna know yeah and then it flows it flows absolutely once you allow yourself to ask for permission like your simple question of going to your not simple but going to your parents and telling them what you wanted to do yeah all of a sudden there was like you didn't i think didn't twice ask about <laughs> you just told them i just told them and it just but it just happened like you didn't think anything of staying in europe you're like i just have to like it just happens you yeah. just open yourself up to your destiny. don't don't be afraid if if there's something that feels so organic to you or something that you there's such an impulse that you need to fulfill it's for a reason so you have to listen to that and you have to act upon it now there's several ways of acting upon it and everybody's circumstances are different yeah. but you do you have to give yourself permission to try other things um, give yourself permission to go crazy or to do something that you've never done before. Step outside your boundaries, mm. even routines. I mean, I was up to the point where I, I had to leave my house with earrings, with my watch, and whenever I left without my watch, it's like, oh my God, <laughs> why my, I don't have my... It's like, the and day then, won't be yeah, complete. Yeah. And I had people, I had a, a spiritual advisor, and she's like, you got to cha- change it up. And now the minute I feel I'm falling into a routine, uh, it's like, change it up, you know? Wear the watch good. on the other hand, or yeah. I'm going without earrings today. Just shift, that shift of energy will open up something else. Yeah. So yeah, allow yourself, allow it. There's so much. If we don't, the world is so big. That's the one thing we're fighting with this and it's like not allowing immigrants to come in but it's like but it's such a big world shouldn't we all learn from each other and see what else is out there instead of being separating why can't that's another thing why we did this about language instead of language being something that will separate you from one another how about language being something that's connecting us to each other you know and yeah, there still needs so so much needs to be done. Yeah, but I am hopeful that more and more people are um, awakening into that and knowing Waking that up. exactly, and just saying yes, I, it's up to me. I can yeah. make a difference, and whatever uh, I choose to do has a repercussion. Yeah, this is okay. So I want to jump over to this empathy, mm-hmm. having acceptance, although you disagree with someone's point of view. What do you? What does someone need to know about that? What? Sh- what is your? F- what are your feelings towards 
empathy you for know, something, even if you disagree with it. Yeah, I, I think for me is is just that respect. Like I was saying before, you don't have to agree with my point of view, but just respect it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that will mean that I'm going to like you a little bit less. You know, I may not. Th- there's... Um, Hmm, interesting. I always think that whenever whenever you're ta- discussing a subject, I want to put myself in the other person's shoes just to know how they see it and why they're seeing it a certain way. And if then, after doing that, I still have my point of view, then it's like, you know what? That's great what you're saying, or I don't think what you're saying is so great. Yeah. I believe this for this and this, and you don't have to agree with me. But... You know, we can, you can, we can continue to converse yeah. as opposed to just drawing the line and, oh, no, if we don't agree, forget it. Then I, can't, that, I I'm cannot, gonna I'm going to hate you. Yeah. I cannot be connected with you. Again, that's energy. Everything is energy. And now I'm like, but why do I need that? I'm like, I want to surround myself with like-minded individuals, with people that have love for life and love for service and love for what they do. Yeah. If there's somebody that comes in or an energy that comes to disturb that for whatever reasons... It's usually, of course, because of their own, uh, the w- whatever it is in life that they've been struggling with that, that brings them to that point. Yeah. And maybe in their mind, they're right. And they very well could be, and they don't see my side. Mm-hmm. But if I feel that that's toxic to me, then I do want to remove myself from that. You know, not saying again, it's like, no, I, I don't hate you for that. I just, I just disagree. And it's not something that I want to be acquainted with. And there's got to be some respect within that. And that's fallen. That's just fallen in line for you. Yeah. Like the, uh, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that hasn't really and been. And that has come with experience and with growing up. Yeah. I'm not saying aging. I'm saying with, with getting With old. growing up. With growing up. Because we're all children. Absolutely. Yeah. Where I'm like, no, you know, if you throw something at me, it's like, it's not, it's not coming. It's. You're not attacking me. It's something that you want to get rid of, th- and I'm, I just happen to be standing there. Yeah. And you're the one that, you know, I'm the one that gets I it. I just happen to be but the target. you know, yeah. it's like, boom, just put that shield, let the ball roll, nothing happened. Is that how you stay in the light? Yes. In this polarized world oh of darkness gosh, and light? Oh, my gosh, absolutely. I'm like, no, that d- has nothing to do with me. It takes a lot to hurt me because I don't take it personally. Because I know whatever it is, if somebody says something to me with the intention of hurting, is because of something that's a reflection on them. So it's like, no, that's just not going to do it for me because I choose to believe this, to yeah. be happy, to continue doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, and I can help you if you want, or we can talk about it. Is there anything that I can do to, or, or why is it that this is, why is this attack coming? Luckily, mm-hmm. that doesn't happen. But, yeah. you know, if, if there's something like that, it's like, no, I don't take it personally. It doesn't bother me anymore because okay. it's not on me. Yeah. I'm fine. <laughs> like, I'm going to keep living my life. So exactly. you can have whatever energy you want over there <laughs> in that room. Uh, is there a burnout or wake-up call story that comes to mind? Um, well, after 11 years at Chicago, the musical. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. One day I found myself sitting on chair 10 upstage, stage left. And, uh, you know, <laughs> watching the show as you do when yeah. you're on the stage and not performing at that specific moment. Um, and I remember when I, I went and did uh, my role for Cell Block Tango. I made this, you know, a couple of little mistakes. I was swinging the show, so I was on for someone. And um, little mistakes that nobody would have noticed except for me. But that told me that I was not putting the care that I had been putting onto it for a while. Mm. And I'm like, hmm, uh, I'm, I'm not I'm not 100%, you know, for me. Yeah. Again, nobody would have noticed but me. But I'm like, I'd, I don't want this to happen. And then... It was like, I felt like, okay, I've done everything that I need to do here. And uh, I need to, I don't want to be bitter coming to work. I want to be happy because I still love the show. And the one thing that came for me, it, it's like, okay, how can I leave this show? It was like a government job because the show is still running. Yeah. And, you know, fend for myself. Like can I still? Job. What a great <laughs> way to put it. <laughs> and, it is. And it's like that. The problem was that I was thinking of Gabriela Garcia attached to the title of dance captain. 
So yeah. Dance Captain was w was making Gabriela Garcia. And until I came to the clarification that I am so much more than that title, I was able to remove the title and go, oh, I can leave now because I am so much more mm. than Gabriela Garcia, Dance Captain. Yeah. And that is hard to do because, Some would come say on. impossible. Exactly. It's like uh, to, to really jump, you know, <laughs> to the yeah. water and start swimming and go, all right. It's like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I know that I can't do this anymore because I'm not loving it as much as I do. And, and I, need, I, need to I needed to challenge myself because that was, you know, after so long, it was a great thing to do. There's a reason I lasted so long because yeah. I loved it. But I'm like, no, I'm not growing. I need to give myself a challenge. Mm. But that was the moment when the minute that I went, wait a minute, I am co-founder, director of Revolución Latina. For goodness sake, look what we've done. Look at the things we do. I have a whole voiceover career. Hell yeah, I'm Gabriela Garcia, artist, mm. life explorer. <laughs> <laughs> All the titles. All the titles. Not just, And yeah. now I can go, but it was that. It was like, wow, what am I gonna, how can I leave? Yeah. Who what will I be was that your if faith? I'm not here? That kind of allowed you to do that. I, th I think so, I don't know. Hmm. You just did it. Yeah, I, I think it was, it, it did take, you know, sitting up by myself going, okay, now how can I get out of here and pave the way to be mm. able to, you know, uh, um, still live and have a salary if I'm not doing the show. Of course. Um, but it was that that, w that, was, that wasn't letting me go. And once I kind of did a list of all the things that I could do and I was and I'd been doing, it's like, oh, why do I have to, you know, yeah. that's just one of the many things that I do. Mm. And then it was like, okay, here's my notice. Yeah. Yeah. Are there any changes you've made recently um, that increase positivity, decrease negativity for you? Um, Anything that comes to mind? I think that's been happening in the last four years where I have uh, been more, um, practiced a lot more of uh, spiritual things, like really yeah. been keen on meditating. I, ha I have crystals as well. I love that. Like I said, I love incorporating the oils. I think all of those elements have really, are really teaching me about who I am and the things that I can do because they allow me to be balanced in order to be able to be aware and conscious of whatever it is that is around me and, and how I can be more creative yeah. um, in whatever situation I find myself in. Um, but it does take discipline too because it's so easy to wake up and just go about your day and then I didn't do that. But mm -hmm. I do feel when I don't meditate, I'm missing something. It's like, ooh, I just need to relax for a minute, allow my brain to be. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and just really that has all helped me in, in being more focused about what I want and taking charge of my life as opposed to leaving it up to the, you, you know, it's like, let's see what happens. No, what do I want? Where do I want to go next? Okay, how do I do that? Where do I need to be in order to make that happen? Yeah. And just seeing it and seeing it and manifesting whatever it is that you want to do. And all those things have come for the past four years. I've, I've been more involved in doing that, like in taking meditation classes, in in taking, in listening to chats and, and, and seminars, you know, by yeah. like Robin Sharma and great speakers and people that really have found a way to go beyond yeah. uh, <laughs> their yeah. lives because they have already fallen and then gotten up again and discovered a, a path that, that you can incorporate into your life regardless of what life that is. Do you have a favorite failure? Favorite failure. Or a parent failure. That kinda you know, like I, I think time. if you can say, I don't know that I consider it a failure, but I think it was when I was looking for that ballet company mm. in, in Europe. If I really had been focused, like I said, I would have set my, s my mind on the companies that I wanted to be with and just, you know, because I was going from youth hostel to youth hostel. I could have stayed in Frankfurt, for example, yeah. um, for a while because they were allowing me to take company class. Until, you know, there's always opportunities where, you know what, why don't you start coming to rehearsals? And then I probably could have found a way in. Yeah. But I wasn't focused enough and I was jumping f too much from one to the next. So I think that's the one thing because I, I didn't fulfill that part of my life enough. I could have danced uh, longer in, okay. in the concert dance uh, setting. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's the one thing. It's like I didn't, I wasn't focused enough in what I needed. But then again, if you switch it around, it's like maybe that's because that's not where my life was taking me. Yeah. And that lack of focus has helped you focus now? Absolutely. The other thing I always think about the green card, had I gotten a green card at PMB, I would have never had the experience of living in Europe, getting into musical theater, becoming dance captain, doing Chicago. Making that the relationship oh, with, oh my God. Completely it's different insane. life. That would have been. How life happens for you. Exactly. So oh, out incredible. of that came this amazing Oh, I other love life. that. You're so right. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows if, yeah. Wow. Other life. Do you have any uh, most gifted books, favorite books? Do you have any like particular I, ones? Um, Pablo Coelho I like a lot. Okay. Um, there's uh, Warrior of the Light has some great lessons. Okay. Um, Marianne Williamson. There's all different sorts of books depending on where you find yourself. If you're struggling financially, there's a great book for that. Um, from her? From her, yeah. I, I can't think of the title right now. I'll put it in the um, show notes. What is it? The the mastery of love is that M Miguel Ruiz, I think. Again, lessons of life and um, anatomy okay. of the spirit, which I love as well. Okay. Yeah. That's great. I yeah. think those are great to start with, and you know, great affirmations and just ways of thinking about life that will help you make that switch. Sometimes that all that's all we need to do is just see it in a different point of view. Yeah. Yeah. Just eyes. make that switch. Um, common piece of incorrect advice in your field. It can be dance, theater, educating. You know, you can pick one. How about, oh, no, you better change your last name if you want to make it here. Oh, yeah. No. I'm Gabriela Garcia, and I've gotten so far. I didn't need to be Gabriela Jones or, Smith. no, Smith. <laughs> or, mm -mm, look how far I've gotten, and yeah. it's I still have my name. This brings up another good question, um, if I say so myself. The third person that comes to mind when you hear success, you said, <laughs> well, why not first? And I said, because you you know, might say Oprah or something. And you're like, no, I'd say myself, <laughs> which I love. <laughs> I love that because it's so true. You're truly successful. Um, but names. Yeah. OK, so first name, second name, third name. Any come to mind? I'm thinking of my brother. <laughs> OK, Why? Because I admire him so much for what he and his wife are doing. They're creating their own. Um, she's an interior designer, but now they're, they're in developing their own furniture collection. Mm. And that just, it came out of a vision and going, how can we do this? To, yes, we can do this. To, now we're doing it. To, now we've got another store. And it just, you know, again, love for what you do and, and, and just continuing to see how you can make it happen. Yeah. Because lots of, you know, things will come in the way, but lots. just making that happen. Um, success. Okay. Um, who else is successful? A lot of my friends are, you're successful. I, Thank you. Yeah, I, like I, I'm not thinking in that way anymore because you mentioned it's like, what is success? Yeah. And to me, success is just being fulfilled and with what I am doing and how I'm living my life. With whatever you want. With Be what that was doing yes. what you can with what you have, like doing the most that you can with what you have. Mm. And I live an amazing life. I told you I've been walk lately. I've been walking around looking up and going, my God, I'm in freaking New York City. Yeah. I mean, I came from La Paz, Mexico, and it's like here I am. And people know me in this industry. The, the amazing work that we're doing with Revolución Latina. I'm one of the top voiceover uh, uh, voices for the Hispanic market in the U.S. Yeah. It's like all because, yes, because I believe in what I do, because I love what I do, because I know how to carry myself, which mm. then brings me to new opportunities. Um, it's like, damn, I'm successful. You are. You really are. <laughs> and mean, I can yeah. pay my rent. <laughs> and I can finally, <laughs> I can pay, finally my pay my rent <laughs> with what I do. <laughs> if that's not success. <laughs> I don't know what is. Um, do you have a best, most worthwhile investment? Skill set, money, time? Well, it ain't money, I can tell you. <laughs> no numbers for me. Time, I'm really good at time management. Okay. Like personal time management. I learned this when I went back to college a yeah. couple years ago because, you know, it's like, how can you go and choreograph an entire production of Sweet Charity and read two books a week plus write an essay? But it's like, it's time management. You can. You just it's like, hey, let's go have a drink. Sorry, um, got a date with Socrates. I need to write uh, this and read uh, this and do yeah. the work. 
um, and you can get it all done. But if I need to get up a little early, earlier, then I just have to make myself get up a little earlier so I can yeah. fit in all those things. So I am very good at time management. Time management. Yeah. Is there, <coughs> excuse me, a quote, metaphorically speaking, that you would put on a billboard for millions to see? Uh, it could be a word or a phrase. Lately, I, I came to this because I love that live, love, laugh. And okay. I have it. Like the first thing I w that I see on my wall when I wake up in the morning is live, love, laugh. But then I'm like, live, love, laugh, cry. Why not cry? We need that too. Yeah. Feel, get in touch. I'm like, live, love, laugh, cry. Just just be. Yeah. Be. Add that on to the mix. You know, it's okay. That's part of your humanity. So mm. feel. Um, yeah, live in every sense of the word. Exactly. Not just the. Mm -mm, not just the fun part. Yeah, it's good it. to cry, and it's, you know, crying for because you're happy and crying because you're sad. But it's just a, a form of release that sometimes we need to to have. That so many times it's like, no, I'm not gonna do it. It's like, but if you're feeling it, it's part of your emotion. Your body needs to do that. It's part of to the then experience. exactly to release that energy, and then allow another one to come in. Gabriella. Be. Yes. To be or not to be. To be, of course. To be, of course. <laughs> on that note, <laughs> I mean, nothing tops that. Oh, Shakespeare. Um, thank you. Thank you, thank you so you much. Thank you for spending this beautiful day with me inside. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's beautiful. It's, it's just like, gorgeous. It's so right? sunny outside. It's so sunny in our souls of this conversation. We're both wearing bright t-shirts. I got to get a photo of this. We're smiling. <laughs> yes. So thank you. Uh, where can we find you? Where, where what's the best way to you see can find if 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 it's a Revolución Latina related and you want to know about our programs and bringing them to you, it's um, you can just write me at Gabriela at Revolución with a C Latina dot org, and I'm also on the Insta and the Twitter as right. at Dancing without the G Dancing Vida V I D A, which kind of means dancing life. Because mm. I am dancing through life. You really are. And will continue to. And I thank you for sitting down with me. Thank you so much, Clay. This has been a blast. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to Entertainment X, the podcast. You can follow Entertainment X on Instagram at underscore Entertainment X underscore. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join Clay next week for another Curiosity Conversation on Entertainment X. Thank you for listening.